everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David Nikki Nellis, a foodie born and bred. My wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a chef for under $20, because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but Foodie married Beast anyway, and together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We are back from Iceland. At Woo-hoo! some point, we'll do a whole show on Iceland and tell you about that. But I will say we stood under waterfalls. We climbed volcanoes. You're the crap out of me. but um, And we had a great time. No, but what we really did that was so much we fun ate. was... We ate fabulously, believe it or not. A lot of people don't think there's really good food in Iceland, especially outside of Reykjavik. But we really had some incredible meals um, in some very small little fjord towns, which was wonderful. But I thought the best part of the trip was when we uh, went on a Zodiac and were in uh, the lagoon with the icebergs at one of the largest glaciers in uh, the world. Yeah, which is falling apart, unfortunately. But well, it was stunning. And okay, let's take away from the well, beauty I'm of saying, it. I mean, it took six million years to create and it's going to be gone okay, in 250 That's a lot years. of negativity. Can we just talk I'm about like, the beauty? About global let's just talk about here. the beauty. Um, it was gorgeous. It lots was gorgeous. of seals, lots of herring. It lots was, of... <laughs> we didn't see the herring. But anyway. We it saw was the a... seals eating the herring. Yes, but it was... Um, we never argue. It was a fabulous fabulous all right so now we're here at foodie and the beast we've got a uh, we got a great show the sixth annual battle of the barrel aged beer is coming up on august 21st and if you can say it you can attend it it's going to be beer week is back whoop, whoop. it's going to be a boundary stone in bloomingdale colleen gillespie and sarah jane curran are here they're going to tell us all about it uh chef owner massimo fabri and a fiorentino almost is here with us he was at tosca he was at posto you know him from there, but now he's got his own place in the heart of Shaw, and it's called San Lorenzo Ristorante y Bar. And Bar, he's in here. We're going to taste some of his food. We're going to talk some Italian, aren't we, Massimo? Say yes. Say si. Don't say yes, we are. What's the matter with you? He says, are we going to talk Italian? God, come on, dude. <laughs> Just Jeez. for the record, I'll probably be completely out of that conversation because I don't speak Italian I don't know. Massimo's a huge disappointment so far. He okay. said, yes, we are. And it is time again for Dineon Blanc at sea. Annual epitome of secrecy and dining out uh, uh, dinner. It happens on August 25th. We don't know where yet. You're going to hear about it from Linda Davis of the Davis Group. They run the okay, whole show over here. Okay, but we've done it before. It was awesome. We were there uh, several years ago when we were working with Celebrity Cruises. We did this fabulous activation with them there, and it is quite an experience. And when we get to Linda later in the show, we can talk all about right, it. Right, and we, she's brought in uh, several of the sponsors it's a lot of wine and a lot of champagne. We're going to talk to each and find out about that. But first, let's go to the the man of the moment, Mitch Berliner. Are you there, Mitch? Of course. Hi, right. Hi Mitch. Mitch Berliner, the, the entrepreneur, the impresario behind Central Farm Markets. Uh, we just ran into him at the market yesterday. Yesterday at, at Pike and Rose. At Pike and Rose. Uh, why don't you tell us what's going on at the markets today, Mitch? Well, thank you, by the way, for visiting. It was nice meeting. It's uh, the least we could do. His parents. <laughs> right? To grace you with our presence. And I thought you and my yeah. father were going to start arm wrestling to see uh, who I, was, right. who I was thought in it was, better shape. I thought it was a bromance there. <laughs> yeah, really. Your father's in fabulous shape. He, he must is be in fabulous shape. All right. It's true. All right, enough. <laughs> so anyway, um, so what's going on at the farmer's market today? Mm. Well, it's the height of the season. That's like the best thing I could tell you. I mean, there's everything. There's multi-kinds of stone fruit, peaches, plums, nectarines of all kinds, melons, corn, heirloom tomatoes, heirloom cherry tomatoes, 
every kind of green, sorrel, shishito peppers, for those of your fans that know mm-hmm. what that is. It, they're fabulous. They're in abundance now. I feel um, like that's a new thing showing up at markets because, I mean, it's a very hot item in restaurants, you know, to grill those shishito peppers. But you weren't yes. really seeing them in stores or in markets. So that's like a new no, thing, No, you weren't. Right? You weren't. Um, now we have one guy that's, like, specializing in them, and uh, he's bringing them, and they're fabulous. They're, you know, you go to a restaurant, some of the restaurants you get five for $5, mm-hmm. and here you get a huge bag for five dollars mm-hmm. and so they're very easy to make and so you know come on if you never tried them come on down and try them today we have kids activities at our markets we have a Bordeca a brewery here we Ed and Bethesda we have a Twin Valley distillery so we always have some wineries and distilleries and breweries at the four different markets um, and so that's always a lot of fun. Plenty of food to eat here. Today we uh, did a private tour. I'm always um, ready and able to give private tours for groups um, of any kind. Today, I guess you guys are familiar with Yeah, Shane I heard you offered one to tours. Nikki's father. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And can, was no charge for any Can I jump ever. in because uh, I think sure. it's important you, for people to understand not just the good food that you sell, but the good the the, the good works behind it. Uh, you guys have Thank been you. big supporters of Mana, um, uh, the food center, the right. food center out in Rockville. Can you tell us a little bit about Talk that? A little bit about that relationship. To. Yeah, that'd happy be great. To. First of all, if you go to this week's blog, you'll get lots more information. It's very interesting. So mm-hmm. go to the Central Farm Market blog. But what we do is at the end of our markets. Um, for manna here and for food for others in Fairfax, we go to the farmers at the very end, see what they're sort of stuck with. It's going to end up in the compost pile, and we buy it at a reduced price. And so it's a win-win. So the farmers don't have to take stuff home and throw it in the compost pile. And people who are hungry among us, uh, mostly children, by the way, are able to get real, fresh, nutritious fruits and vegetables instead of, you know, so, often, you know, the stuff that's in uh, food pantries are just uh, canned products. It, it's fair to products. say that you're not a crass capitalist. You're a crass capitalist with a heart. That's Aww. nice. Of course nice. I am. Of course that I sounds kind of nice. <laughs> right? That's I mean, a good thing to do. One, we only get one shot. So you got to leave this world a little better than you entered it. So um, we're very proud of that. And another organization we work with is Cast of Future Harvest. So um, we help new farmers. <laughs> Uh, get started. Uh, Debbie, my partner, immediate supervisor, is at Fairfax Mosaic District today. She sits on the board, and uh, there's all kinds of programming to help farmers in the area. Can you tell that so kid behind you to shut up? We can't hear you. <laughs> right. I, I, well, it's a live farmer's market here, and today, actually, in Bethesda, we have a uh, scavenger hunt. So kids come to the kids' tent and uh, get a sheet, and they try to find 10 different things, and they come back, and they get a, a prize. All right. the prizes here at the market are never candy. All right, let's Excellent. make sure everybody knows where the markets are, bud. Okay, so very quickly, we have two Saturday markets at Westfield Montgomery Mall and Pike and Road, Saturday 9 to one thirty, and two Sunday markets, one in Fairfax, the Mosaic District, and one in downtown Bethesda. Both Fairfax and Bethesda open year-round. Go to our website, centralfarmmarkets.com, for more information, and thank you. And, thank and I want to hear all about Iceland. We'll tell you okay, about you Iceland later. Probably. All right. Bye, bye, bye. So now I want to let everybody know you can see us on uh, Facebook Live at Nikki Nellis. You watch the show happen as you're listening. NYCCI Nellis. 
Our fabulous uh, producer of uh, Facebook Live is none other than Tessa Nellis. A little uh, bit of nepotism. Hollywood movie star. <laughs> Early in the morning. Recently returned from four weeks in Florence, Italy. Look at yes. her. Yes. You did. You, you were did. just in Italy. And another okay, week in three Iceland. three weeks in Florence, one week in the rest of Italy. How many kids get to go to Europe twice in one summer? I want to be you when I grow I know, up. Me Anyways, too. so let's go to Linda Davis. Linda. Yes. Hi. Dine on um, Blanc. Let's be, sh- let's be gentle. Linda's, uh, she's got a little throat issues. Okay. Hi, Linda. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? I feel okay. great. Yeah, you look great. Thank so, Dine on Blanc, uh, which, I mean, an amazing event. Give us kind of the background it on it. How mm-hmm. did. So it started 30 years ago in Paris. We actually, um, Paris just um, celebrated the 30th anniversary with 17,000 people. Wow. All coming together mm-hmm. for an evening of wine for and Diné. food and for Denae. Mm. It was spectacular, spectacular. So um, about 10 years ago, it uh, came to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And um, we have been fortunate, uh, my team, um, my two daughters are my partners. They were on last year. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were and loved it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean. Uh, come on. I mean, how could they not? How come on. Hey, not? Hey, hey, You talked about food. Right. <laughs> and we drank wine. I mean, right. you know, exactly. I can think of worse ways to spend a Sunday morning. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we brought it to D.C. five years ago. Mm-hmm. This is our fifth anniversary. We'll have 5,000 guests. It is sold out. But it's not too late to get on the waiting list for next year's event. Mm-hmm. So, um, but know, before we go interested. there, can we? I'd want you to explain what the event is because okay. it's a really interesting. Unusual. Yes, it's unusual, which is why it's so popular. Yeah, you know, this just isn't an outstanding in the field kind of event. It's very specific. There are a lot of rules, and right. uh, people get really, really into it. So, can you give us sort of the four one one on how that works? Sure. Great. So. Um, as a team, we find the secret location. Mm-hmm. And um, as a guest, you buy your ticket and you select a meeting location. You're required to wear all white. You bring a small table, chairs, white linen, glass, china, right, china glass, beautiful silver. tabletop. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bring your own food. Our events, because of D.C. Liquor Law, are... Um, no outside alcohol is allowed at all. Right. This year we will have extreme security and bag checks. And I can promise you that's not going to go unnoticed because mm-hmm. of the location. Um, but typically you meet around five o'clock. Our guests go all out. We've had guests wear their wedding dresses. Oh, I've seen, people came with like French tiaras, right? They exactly. look like they're you know Marie Antoinette. Exactly, usually lots comes of Marie every Antoinette. Year. And I still have a pair of white jeans in my closet that I haven't worn since. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and you're not alone. And, and old man white shoes too. The the, the white loafers. Exactly. But I but think what's really alone. interesting about the clientele that you have for this event because how many people are coming this year? Five thousand. Five thousand. Is that I think. For the uninitiated, you would think that it would be a really young event, right? That it right. would just be a lot of young kids who come and do this. It is not But at it all. is so diverse. It is people of That you was know, a great thing about it. You it know, was all some, ages, one of everything. There were a couple of Martians there too. Right. I mean. Like people like <laughs> yeah. from all different backgrounds. Like exactly. I, I thought it was such I really love that. Do you know what I mean? It's that everybody a true was testament to the event. Yes. And the the the, the really the culture of the event. Mm-hmm. It is a community coming together mm-hmm. and it's all walks of life. 
tickets are $43. Mm-hmm. You can go online and buy them. So it isn't one of these exclusive galas where, you know, it's kind of just a certain um, demographic. Okay. It is everyone. Who are we bringing on first to Brooke. pour something? Brooke, so we are right? bringing on Brooke Mahokas. Okay, you know what? Hey, can we take a break now and then come back and start with Brooke? Is that okay? Brooke, come on up to look the mic. That. Look how we're going to take a quick flexible break. Flexible we are. Yes, we're going to take a quick break and then uh, and then we're we'll gonna... grill Brooke. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Great. You're in deep duty now. Okay. All right. We're just going to drink with Brooke. Okay. So right. uh, this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. I just want to thank our sponsors, the folks at Profish and the Smokehouse in Ivy City, mm-hmm. uh, the Market River Falls. You just that uh, commercial, their their crabs are unbelievable. You gotta go. You gotta get a bushel, two, three, five, ten. They're unbelievable. Central Farm Markets, Meat Crafters. Thanks for sponsoring the show. And Skinny Salami. And Skinny Salami. So we were talking about Danae en Blanc, and one of the sponsors is Pedroncelli Wines out of Sonoma which is somewhere I'd like to be right now. And Brooke uh, Mahokas Because, you know, once here. you start traveling, you're like, yeah, I think I should go going. away again. Well, the plane's going to keep going. Right. We'll go. So, Brooke, uh, tell us about Pedroncelli. Yeah, so Pedroncelli just celebrated their 90th anniversary. Mm. It's family-owned. They're in their third generation right now, and right in Dry Creek Valley in Sonoma. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the wines. So it just poured everybody their Sauvignon Blanc, which is one of the wines they're really known cheers for. First. Cheers, yeah. everybody. Cheers. cheers. Good morning. So that's cheers. Yummy. Cheers. Good morning. Cheers. Yeah, so this wine is really bright. It's mm. got some nice lemongrass, citrus notes, and then you get a little bit of pineapple. Um, on the flavor profile, mm-hmm. and it's very refreshing, a little it tangy. Is. It's perfect. Like, what a nice way to start off our morning. It's beautiful. Yeah. Now, how? so this is one of the wines being served at the event. Yes, they're pouring the Sauvignon Blanc at the event that you can buy at the... On the store. On the store. Okay. On the website. So you buy the buy the bottle, right? This is not a buy the glass. Well, let's make sure we know how that works. So if you've got a ticket and you're going, you can buy it on the website and it'll be brought to your table. Is that how it works? We have a distribution system. Uh-huh. And so the second, uh, when you buy it on online, we'll have it chilled and ready for you at the event. Excellent. And yep. then what's Full the bottle. second wine that you're going to be offering, Brooke? So they're also, the Chardonnay that they're going to have at the event is Pedrin Shelley Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. And we have it here and we can try it later. Okay. But it's a really awesome Chardonnay. It has very little oak on it. So mm-hmm. it's very tropical and bright. So and it's not a typical California Chardonnay. If right. it's low yeah. oak, right? It's, it's kind of, it's very food friendly and also very easy sipper. Oh, perfect. Cocktail. Especially for like a hot night in D.C., which is the event is soon. So you want something kind of chilled and uh, refreshing. Yeah. Drink great. it down. All right. Great. All, All right. right. Well, well thanks, speaking Brooke. of potables, mm-hmm. hmm, big word, the sixth annual Battle of the Barrel Aged Beer is Tuesday the 21st at Boundary Stone in Bloomingdale. Uh, among the judges uh, is Sarah Jane Curran, who's the host of Beer Me on Full Service Radio. We have a show on Full Service as well. FullServiceRadio.org. Shameless plug. Yes. Uh, and also Colleen Gillespie. She's the GM at Boundary Stone. Hi, guys. Hi. So, let's, I mean, Sarah Jane, you, you, you know beer. Is that a good thing? Yeah, it's a great thing. All right. Sarah, yeah. she also used to work with Sam. I know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, he was wonderful. That's Sam. Yes. Oh, he's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. He's he really should, wonderful to work he's with. He's probably listening, and my birthday is coming up, Sam. Um, uh, so, tell us about, you know, a little bit on your backgrounds, and I mean, how'd you get into beer? Uh, sure. So, uh, well, it was the backseat of a Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not how you got into beer. That's how you got into somebody's pants. Is, a little different. Is that how I did it? I don't know. Where. 
Um, so for my undergrad, I went to the Culinary Institute of America. Um, mm-hmm. I was very spoiled in that my roommate was from Portland, Oregon. So our fridge was always stocked with really amazing beers. Crafts. Yeah. Um, and then I kept that overpriced education going with a master's at NYU and um, got a master's in food studies where I focused most of my education and studies on beer history culture. Um, and then I was the uh, beer director and dining room manager at 11 Madison Park in New York for about three years. Uh, she should be on our show. I know. <laughs> well, you want to be on our show on full service? Yeah, we'll sure. Right. We'll talk about, about that. We got, yeah. I got to do a fun crossover on Shift Drink, too, so it was, right, it was okay. always fun. Um, and then I came down here with my husband. He was uh, opening up the new Momofuku in City Center as the chef there. Right. Um, and I was the GM. Wait, where is Patrick now? He is the executive chef at Casolare now. Oh, um, and he is having He's a with Alex. blast. Right. Yeah. Good. Oh, Loves good. I'm it. so happy. I adore him. He's so nice. Yeah, and the bagels. I mean, I mean, my diet's out the door now. Right. It's, no, it's yeah. carb- we had Alex in studio. Alex was here a couple of yeah. weeks ago. We do. It, it was very carb heavy. It was a near death experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was carb heavy. All right, and you, me, you, you're over there running. You're cracking the whip at Boundary State. I am. Yeah, they let me be in charge of things. Um, I started at Granville Morse on 8th Street when I was 20. We oh, was going with Teddy. Teddy. With Teddy. With Teddy. We Teddy. love Teddy. Yeah. Is Teddy still in Annapolis? Where is he? He's in North Carolina, oh. according okay, to Facebook. I was going to say, right. Like, he's kind of We're talking about Teddy Folkman, who yeah, is a great yeah. beer guy and a great, a terrific chef. he is chef. one of the originals who brought the 8th Street oh, totally. area. Like, he yeah, was yeah. one of the first to open up down there. Yeah, I started. way ahead of the game. Oh, absolutely. I started shortly after they opened. I was 20, and it was 2000 because my I was working I was going to school at Catholic University mm-hmm. and I was working at the bookstore and my sister asked me if I wanted to go to a Bruce Springsteen concert and I was like how are you affording this like she's like well, I work at Granville Morris I was like get me a, a job, job there. right I want to work there uh, <laughs> so I started there and I would fumble my way through the beer list because I was not drinking that kind of beer right. <laughs> at 20 right um well because you also were supposed to be 21 but whatever sure, I sure, mean, sure. Just, you, know. you know um can you get arrested retroactively <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure your id said you were older than 21 right. exactly. okay. you don't look 40 uh, <laughs> uh, so i started working there and then they uh once i turned 21 they it was a full-on learning all the education. things education program and uh, i fell in love with belgian beer and i became a snob very quickly um, and then that kind of pummeled me into I, I ended up in Belgium teaching beer classes to tourists that had no money. We were all on a budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was there for a little while. And then I kind of, you know, just I ended up at Blue Jacket. Yes. Where my Wait, edu- uh, yes. You, you just hit my volume control. I think I just. OK, blew now out. it looks like he's trying to cop a field. It blew out a couple of brain cells there. OK, <laughs> um, so how do you want So your at Boundary Stone? Tell us a little bit about what it's like at that restaurant and bar. I mean, we've been there. It's yeah. a great neighborhood place. It is. Boundary Zone, I always tell people, is the most comfortable place I've ever worked, ever. I walked mm-hmm. in the first day, and I was like, oh, this makes all the sense. Um, it's a great family vibe. You know, we, whenever I'm hiring someone, I tell them, especially behind the bar, you will, 75 to 80% of the people that come into our restaurant, you are repeat guests. Mm-hmm. They will ask you your name before you even say hello. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're new. Who are you? Right. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a, your first three months there. You're learning every single person that comes in that door. And it's just the most. Well, that's what a neighborhood bar exactly. and restaurant is it's, supposed it's, to be. Exactly. All right. Yes. So let's talk about the event. What do we got going on here? Right. First DC of all, it's, it's a DC. battle of barrel aged beer. So yes. let's talk about barrel aged beer first before we talk about the okay. event. Let's okay. talk about barrel aged. Why would let's you do that. age okay. a beer in a barrel like that? 
You, you're the beer expert. Come on, <laughs> let's hear it. So there are a lot of different aspects uh, to barrel aging a beer. Um, you can get flavor uh, imparted into the beer from the barrel itself, depending on the kind of uh, wood that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, but are these barrels that have been used before for bourbon or for wine or for yes. whatever? So this year specifically, all the barrels have been used to be aging white wine. Okay. Um, and it will be interesting to see. Maybe there's a little partnership here yeah. with some hey, other wines yeah. coming down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it also matters what was in the barrel before. That can impart flavors as well. So even what kind of white wine matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't spoken the wine language for a long time, but whether you use a Chardonnay barrel or a Riesling barrel is going to Oh, greatly uh, affected. Yeah. When did that all start? CLC. Like I said, right. this is a foreign language for me. For I a while. mean, does that go back years and years that 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 brewers were using, you know, previously used barrels for you know wine or something else, or is this a new kind of one of those millennial things <laughs> where people are it's you know millennial? You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I mean, all beer was aged and transported and fermented in barrel. Um, before, I mean, stainless steel didn't come around until... Right, but previously used barrels, that's what I'm getting at, to get these other flavors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is this is something that has, you know... Been done. Been done. Um, it's, uh, and it's something that you, there are a lot of different options, especially for the bourbon barrel age, because American bourbon has to be aged in new oak, mm-hmm. a minimum of two years. So after they've aged it, that that's it. That's done with the barrel, and it used to be a very easy thing to get your hands on. Now the prices are astronomical yeah. because right. of the popularity of bourbon barrel aging. And then well, there now are, there's yeah. so many partnerships, not just with beer, like all the spe- like between all the new distilleries mm-hmm. and all the new wineries and all the new craft beers that are available. Like everybody's looking to like create partnerships or do some sort of you know, a uh, new offering together. Right, and also their coopering was a dying art for a really long time, so it was really hard for you to get a barrel. To the to the distilleries first, if you need that new oak, because mm-hmm. coopering was, it, it didn't start. I coopering think it, is the making, the construction of, <laughs> of barrels. barrels. Right. Yes, that's right. Um, and so it was a dying art for a very long time until recently when people realized that this is a huge, I'd say it's more popular recently, I'd say. I mean, it's always been... But don't a you thing? love that like something like that has come back? Absolutely. I think that's really, really cool. I'm going to go deaf here in a minute. <laughs> I swear I'm not touching it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Did somebody pay you to okay. turn out my... I, I swear so I'm not touching well, I think my brain is out okay. the other ear. Let's talk about the event. So what <laughs> yes. is this event? Um, so this is the actually fifth annual mm-hmm. Battle of the Barrel Age. So the uh, D.C. breweries, you have Port City, uh, mm-hmm. Atlas, D.C. Brow. Um, right, proper, and three stars. All good All friends. competing, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started out very friendly, but it, I mean, it is a friendly competition. Oh, no, no, but it, it gets cut through. They're dead serious. Oh, Are you yeah. kidding? No, it no, gets no. They're, cut all, I mean, they're all good friends with <laughs> us, is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, but no, they're all, they, it's what's so fabulous about the DC beer community is that you have all these great new, I mean, recent, I should say, because it's really been the last 10 years. But you have these uh, great uh, local beer companies. They're all friends. They all know each other. They work together. They collaborate together, which is fabulous. But when it comes to these competitions, like the gauntlet's thrown. They take it very seriously. They go all out, too. They all come in. And so they each brew, uh, they age a beer in a barrel. It has to be at least least a month. Ideally, it's three months. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's this... It's a judging competition where you have a popular vote, so that's where they really hype up. Mm-hmm. And they get the crowd going, and they get everyone on their side, and that's how 
the really the friendly competition happens. Okay. And then we have a panel of judges that does a uh, a blind taste testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> who are the judges? <laughs> the judges this year are Miss Sarah Jane. Um, we have uh, one of our bartenders who is the. One of the biggest. I mean, he was only asking because he wants to know why he's not judging. Oh. Yeah, why, why? <laughs> I, mean, I can't oh, believe I you didn't. Now. I, I, I can't believe now. you I'm didn't so get sorry, that because I got that. that. <laughs> I mean, because you're right. not known for your palate. That's why you're not judging. Uh, ask Greg Yangert about my palate. Uh, you can ask Greg about your palate. You, you're not known for your palate. That's why you're not asked to judge. I'm not known for. I'll put a you lot on the list things. for next year. We'll talk about it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got if I'm okay. still alive, I'm in. So, what can people expect if they attend the event? So it is a ticket event, but you do not have to buy a ticket to mm-hmm. attend. Um, so you have the ticket will get you a, a four ounce taster of each of the barrel aged beers in the competition, mm-hmm. plus a vote in the popular vote. Okay. Um, if you come just to hang out, you can mm-hmm. buy beers from the bar. You can try whatever you like. Okay. Um, this sounds like just an excuse to drink beer. Isn't yeah. everything just it's an excuse It's called to DC beer? beer Week. That's it. <laughs> how many events? Free. That's the goal. But it's DC Beer Week. I yeah. mean, how many yeah. events are there this year? There's like over a uh, hundred events. Has, yeah. I mean, and they're kicking off today uh, with yes. Lager Fest at yep. City Winery. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, it's, it's every, awesome. It's huge. We used to bring everybody in when it first how? started, and it's inf- <laughs> well because in its infancy, there was like only ten events during the right. week. So we would do a whole DC Beer Week thing in studio here and pour beers and talk with everybody, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, now it's so massive. Like Mm -hmm. it's just unbelievable how many events are happening all over the city in celebration of specifically DC beer. It's very exciting. It's super exciting and also kind of allows you to showcase your beer traps. Like this is what I have. This is what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Um, And this event has allowed a lot of breweries to actually expand their barrel program. Well, and do something really different. Exactly. Which, which is, is why we changed the judging parameters because before it was list your favorites one through five. Right. And now <laughs> you have real, it's like technical, right? Right. Because last year there was five different styles because last year was a red wine barrel and there were five different styles and the judges were just kind of like, I just, everything is so good, but this is the one I'd order at a bar. Right. Okay. So, so now you've given them a greater. Right. I got to jump I know. in. Well, tell everybody where they get tickets. Uh, BoundaryStoneDC.com. All right. Okay. And I want to give a quick bit of props to Alyssa Turner, the publicist of the stars. Who is and the, our daughter-in-law. And our daughter-in-law. A little who's more here, on the show. Who's here. But also, she's the one that juggled the Red Hen controversy for our Red Hen here in Washington. Yeah, so because she good does on you, Alyssa. the PR for Red Hen. That's she does amazing right. work. Look at that blush. Yeah, now she's not tan. Now <laughs> she's red. All right. Fooding the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I want to go now to uh, Walter Seligman from Hamilton Cellars. He is another one. Of, he represents uh, another one of the sponsors of Denae en Blanc. Hi, Walter. Good no morning. relation to Brian Seligman. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who's probably listening. Okay. Maybe maybe in the tree somewhere. Tough luck, mm-hmm. Brian, because uh, Walter's a multimillionaire. Right. So, Walter, <laughs> tell us about Hamilton. Hammock and Cellars, uh, a modern, innovative producer of Spanish wines located in Javier, Spain, which is about 100 miles south of Valencia on the southeastern corner of Spain. How often do you get to go there? I get four or five times oh. a year. It's beautiful, right on the ocean. I think mm-hmm. we should broadcast them there, too. I think so. I think Nicholas would say, come on over. I think Nicholas should. All right. Um, so. Tell us a little bit about the wine and the styles. Well, uh, generally, the, um, Nicholas started the business in 1996. His vision is um, fresh, well, that's good. more fruit forward, mm-hmm. less oak, 
And uh-huh. the sangria is a fairly new product to our portfolio, but it's uh, 100% Tempranillo blended with citrus juices, orange, fresh Valencia orange juice, mm-hmm. lemon, peach, and pineapple. So for a winemaker, why go into a mixed product like sangria? Because it's such a, a um, sought-after beverage. People mm-hmm. love it. Uh, mm-hmm. In the United States, it's been booming for years. Right. Um, and uh, just a great opportunity. Um, because I just don't feel like there's a lot of pre-packaged sangria actually available. Do you know what I mean? Like a yeah. lot of people, there's like mixes or you can make it your own. Sure. So, I mean, uh, a lot of people do their own mixes, but the right. opportunity for a, a pre-mixed under a brand name of Radio Boca. Right. Uh, because we make uh, Tempranillo, uh, Verdejo, Rosé, and Garnacho. No, I mean, it's a well-known yes. you know, is, winemaker out of Spain. That's why yeah. I was curious. What is the classic sangria? Classic sangria is Tempranillo, uh, as far as the base, red wine, mm-hmm. and it's blended usually with fruit juices, uh, orange, lemon. Uh, sometimes people blend in brandy, um, to give it a little kick. Because I remember I was in Pamplona, and they, I mean the thing, the glass came out, and it looked more like uh, Carmen Miranda's, you know, fruit hat than it did like a drink. I mean. Uh, is that for tourists? Or? Yeah, for the not novice, if you will. No, I, that's yeah, what I was. So there you go. <laughs> I was drunk and I just run with the bulls. So there. Um, so, and this is going to be poured at Denon Blanc. Exactly. And, okay. I, you know, it, as you mentioned previously, that it's going to be warm and mm-hmm. it's, this is a refreshing uh, choice to have. No, it's super refreshing and I love it. The only thing I do have to say is that. Um, Everybody's wearing white. <laughs> so while I think it's um, delicious and lovely, I would just advise everybody to hold it at an arm's length away from your white. And have a straw. Right. Something. A paper straw, please. No plastic straws allowed. Um, so, uh, and is there, but this is the only product of yours that will be at Denim Blanc, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. Well, maybe we'll have you back another time. We'd love to talk about some of the other products that you guys, because it's a well-known winemaker. We'd love to hear Would more love about to. it. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Okay, great. Wait, li- a quick question for Linda. Step right sure. up. Sure, sure. Um, you know, the, the, I, my, I think when we went with Celebrity, there was a prepared meal, but but <clears> the, <throat> no, whole, celebrity, the whole thing about Diné en Blanc. Celebrity brought, did all right, that. They right, did right, it. right. But Diné, the whole thing is you, you bring your own meal with you, right? You can. We, um, you actually have two options. Mm-hmm. You can create whatever you wish and bring it with you, or we do have pre-made picnic baskets. They're right. also on the east door, and they they ah, the okay. the charcuterie that I brought you today mm-hmm. is um, an example of what we're offering in the picnic basket as one. I'll leave it because I know y'all will enjoy it later. That's a smart move because I remember we didn't have to, but you see like people walking. Parking, you know, eight blocks away and schlepping tables and chairs and food. Well, there is and all some that. schlepping. You there know, is yeah, some schlepping involved a, in this. We just so definitely, Yiddish is very little, useful here. Schlep, schlep, schlep. Yeah. Should be called Denial Schlep. <laughs> it's a little bit of pain, you know, a little bit of um, uh, work to attend the event for sure. But That's, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. I mean, every year we have an amazing band. We have this amazing DJ. We rocked out. It is I remember, just yeah. such a I don't know. Fun. And then when dust happens, everybody gets the sparklers and every, it's, it does. It's, it's really so beautiful. It's organic. It mm-hmm. just, the six, you know, the, the four hours just sort of 
flow. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful uh, Danae on Blanc is why God invented Uber and Lyft, though. So <laughs> yes, right. for sure. Definitely. All right. So... Yeah, Sorry, when the what? sparklers are lit, yeah. it's yeah. just an amazing experience. Everybody and then we go white. from this, you know, beautiful little picnic that has total decorum to it. To a drunken brawl. No. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. It's a dance party. It was a dance party. We'll we come back fun. to you, and we're going to talk to Van and talk about the most important part, the champagne. But we will be with him in just a sec. Let's now go we're going to talk to my new amico mio, right? my new best friend, uh, Massimo Fabri, who is the chef owner of San Lorenzo Ristorante and Bar. Mm-hmm, just in opened. Shaw, it just opened in June, right? In the former yes. Thali space, right? Thali yes. space, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you are almost a Florentine. You're a couple miles away, well, right? Well, they envy us in Monsumano, so that's... Uh, is that how it is? And I just want you to know, on Facebook Live, your whole family is commenting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants you to know that they are watching and listening Thank to you. you. So. All right, so do, why don't you give us a little on your background? Because you were a, a great chef in some great places before I you opened your I was a great own. chef, or I am a great chef. No, no, yes. you, are, <laughs> you are a great chef who was also a great chef and celebrated in a couple of other places. So, so I, um, yeah, I came in November 2000 to open uh, Ristorante Tosca in uh, F Street downtown. Mm-hmm. And um, I started as a line cook. And uh, lucky enough, the... Two partners had a fight. The chef left, and they gave me the position. Italians are always you know, are you are you serious? passionate, very passionate. <laughs> no, it's called Cosa Nostra. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I uh, took the position in about 2005, and I've been a, uh, was a chef at Tosca since then. And then uh, we opened Ristorante Posto. Um, on 14th Street. On 14th Street in Like, just as 14th Street was when starting to, yeah, like, we, you were the first one there. No, not the first no, one. It was Cork. Cork was there, right, and, and um, what's it called? St. X was all the way yeah, up the yeah, street. Exactly. So, so there were a few restaurants, so right. we, had a, we definitely uh, started, you know, like a, kind of like a trend. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, you know, after so many years of experience, I think I developed my own taste in things, mm-hmm. and I decided to um, open my own restaurant. I mean, I, was, um, I think I'm a pretty good uh, restaurateur at this point, and I just didn't want to share, you know, my concept. You wanted your own thing. Yeah, exactly. But so the space is really um, intimate and what? I want to get to something first. Okay, go ahead. Borgo San Lorenzo happens to be my favorite spot in all of Florence because yeah, well, that's between the the the, in, the you know in La Chiesa you've got well no but you've got Michelangelo's uh, sculptures of the uh, the de Medici the murdered de Medici mm-hmm. kids and then you've got the open market and you've got that what's the closed Mercato the, the Mercato San Mercato, Mercato San Lorenzo, San Lorenzo. Yeah. it's just a great spot. Um, so also, you know, I, I'm kind of a little biased because my son' name is Lorenzo. So. <laughs> All right. it, it was kind of like a tough decision to uh, make, but uh, um, I just, you know, I, I just wanted to do something that kind of makes you feel like you're walking to Italy without taking a plane. Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, I, and on that I get a good feedback from all my customers because when they walk in, they're like, "Oh my God, it feels like this feels like being in Italy." And that's you know a great accomplishment. Food is important, absolutely. I, you know, I'm a chef, so I would, if I told you that food was important, I'd be a liar. But to me, I think this see now with all the experience and all this restaurant booming that we have, the, the experience has to take it a little further. Absolutely. And the f- yes, the food is great, services will be great, but the host has to be an ambience that kind mm-hmm. of like makes you feel like you're so in. So what is it? What is it? I mean, I've, I feel like, like that location makes so much sense because so many restaurants that are opening up today around the city are massive. You know what yeah. I mean? You have all yeah, these you really know, big spaces. The, the, the thing that you, and that's actually one of the reasons why I chose that uh, space is that when you have a massive place, 
as a chef or entrepreneur, restaurateur, whatever, you cannot lose. If you have a master place, you can't touch every table. No, you can't. It's impossible. Because, you know, you're overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And with that restaurant, I mean, I burned my uh, uh, Fitbit. Like my mm -hmm. Fitbit burned on me because I was walking too much. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but like, that I sounds think, like a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, um, I, I think that you know that that space gives me the opportunity to literally walk through every table and make sure everybody has a great experience and like, kind of like interact with me so they can talk. Oh, I talked to the chef the other day. I, I walked into my regular clothes. I was finally taking my first night off, and a lady recognized me, grabbed me by the hand, and is like, "You're the chef." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I said, "Why are you not wearing your chef clothes?" I'm like, "Well, I'm trying to take a night off, but still, that's the message. I mean, like, it's important for me to be able to." Right. It's something, it's like my little baby, so to speak. So as you were putting together the menu for this, what was it that you were looking to do? Well, I, what I was looking to do is a mix between uh, um, Tuscany and Tosca. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, I don't know if it makes sense, but like I wanted to do something that was approachable, okay. simple, but mm -hmm. yet also reflected on my background of 18 years, um, 16 years of working there. So I right. wanted to do something that... It reflected a little bit about my personality, okay. but yet about simplicity. Okay. So that's how I put it. So give menu. people an idea of some of, I mean, we're looking at the menu, but what are some of the things on the menu that you feel is really reflects you? Thank you. I, I, I don't mean to be uh, bragging, but I say everything. all of them. All of it? It doesn't sound like you're bragging. It's an honest answer. Yeah, I think everything. I mean, I, I um, you know, you know, in November, I took off from Tosca because, uh, you know, as I said, I have a four-year-old and... Um, I wanted to spend some time with him. You know, mm -hmm. kids are once uh, young ones, right? right? So, you know, after that, they're gone. So I took some time. I know, uh, we got one leaving for college in two days. I <laughs> yeah, totally don't understand. tell me that because I'm <laughs> Please don't, because I'm going to start crying too. Uh, but uh, so I took a lot of time of thinking, and I, you know, when I was alone, I sat down, I read books, I uh, took some time to. Do you uh, want some champagne, Chef? No, I'm good. Thank okay. You. Uh, um, I took some time to reflect, and I just put something together that, to me, made sense. Okay. And, um, yes, go well, ahead. Well, here's the thing. In Italy, you got the antipasti, you got the primi, which are usually pasta dishes, mm -hmm. the secondi, the salad, the dessert. And in Italy, we ate all that. Mm -hmm. Are Americans coming in and doing that, or are they just having a pasta well, dish? The, 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 actually, the biggest challenge I had at the restaurant at the beginning is that my pasta fortunes are small. They're like three ounces, four ounces. Why are you so small, well, small for Americans? Why are you right, so but that's cheap? What, come but on. that's what it should be. Yeah, right. But, but the biggest reflection is that sometimes people will come in, like, but they're all surprised that, yeah, good catch. Good catch. Uh, they're all surprised <laughs> that, you know, at 16, 18, 17. But, like, people would expect, like, oh, for $17, they want to get, like, uh, the endless pasta bowl type of, like... Then they know. can go to Carmine's. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so that, that was the biggest challenge at the beginning. But, you know, we do end out comment cards at the end of the meal. And, you know, at first it was a little bit of a whining thing. Like, oh, pasta, pasta's are small. We didn't change that. And now, literally, people have adjusted. So now they all come in, they'll do, like, a prosciutto or a burrata or a rugula. Then they get a pasta, and then they get, like, an entree. Mm-hmm. It's literally $60 of food, $50 of food. Of no, the prices are great. Yeah, the of prime great, ingredients, yeah. and they live happy. I mean, they don't, they're don't. they like, you know what, this actually makes sense. Okay, David, Nikki Nellis, you just heard that nice little spot for the market at River Falls. Great crabs. you got to mm -hmm. go and get a bushel. I want to thank again ProFish and the Ivy City Smokehouse, mm -hmm. Central Farm Markets, and Meat Crafters for sponsoring the show. If you're not a sponsor... Uh, we have kids to put through college, so for God's sake, <laughs> get on that. Uh, let's go back to uh, Chef Massimo. So, 
Tell us a little bit about the wine program yeah. you put together. Well, you know, Toscans are very proud of their own uh, wine. Yes. As you can, as you can Every th- region of Italy is very proud yeah, of its own best. wine. Yes, oh, well, the Gallonero, the Gallonero. Gallonero, Chianti Classico, Super Toscans, I mean, you mm-hmm. name it. Um, so I, I definitely, you know, I, I hired Michael Nayeri, that was former uh, Galileo um, mm-hmm. GM. Yeah. And I, I we kind of had a, an agreement where I said, listen, you can do my wine list, but they're all Toscans. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he started laughing, of course, but, uh, you know, Galileo had more of a, a Piedmontese background. Sure. So we had to kind of fist fight a little bit about the the, the decision. But I, I just wanted to, you know, if you walk in, to- in Florence or um, in any other city in Tuscany into an osteria or a trattoria or a restaurant. Even the not- table wine is knockout. No, yeah, but right. they're all from Tuscany. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I was trying, I was trying to um, indulge that into him to be like, you know, I, I don't need Piedmontese, I don't need <laughs> Friuli wine, but um, yeah, it's mostly Tuscan. I mean, we uh, we try to, but again, as same as the wine prices, we try to make it very approachable. So yeah, we because have, like, the Tuscan wines honestly are some of the most well-known wines out of Italy. Probably, you know what I mean for the probably. mass market. Uh, to get you know? away the Piedmontese, I think mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Because, but because now there's so many other interesting wines coming out, like from Sicily oh, and Umbria yeah, yeah, yeah. and I mean, stuff like even, that. Uh, Apulia makes a uh, Yanko. Yeah, beautiful. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, of course. We had... But we, we had, just happened to be the best. I mean, we, I have to say, we were only like 30, 40 miles from Florence, but we had Umbrian wines in our house. But were, Umbrian wines, they buy Tuscan grapes and then they make yeah, them. <laughs> cheaters. That's what Umbrian means in okay. English. Tell right. everybody where they can find you. Um, so I am on uh, 9th Street, 1316, right across the BP, the BP gas station. There is a very interesting homeless guy outside. You'll love him. Okay. Uh, he wears a white uh, rag around his head. It's nice. But Wait, don't worry, he doesn't hurt. Did you say homeless or armless? You're homeless. homeless. Your English is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I yeah, I know. I, I haven't practiced very well yet. You know, I'm, no. still, I'm still stuck right. on the time. You sound pretty good to me. We are coming soon. We'll oh, thank be you. better. Yeah, Thank we will, you, man. Yeah. It's great. All right. All right. So now let's talk champagne. Let's yes. Start. So Hi, Van, Van. Van Potts is with champagne. I want to say it right. Jacquard? Champagne Jacquard. Jacquard. Okay. That's French. So you see oui. my... Oui. All right. Um, first, uh, tell us a little bit about the champagne. Well, Champagne Jacquard is uh, a large producer in uh, Rennes, and um, they uh, own a lot of vin- their own vineyards. So the, the wines are essentially... Estate wines produced by a cooperative, so all of okay. the grapes that are in our bottle are from our farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, Champagne Jacquard is uh, predominantly Chardonnay. It's a Chardonnay-focused wine, so we all know the three primary varietals in Champagne are Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one is 40% Chardonnay, 35 Pinot Noir, 25 Pinot Meunier. Okay, and so do they? But there are there a couple of varieties of the champagne that they put forth. I know you just brought in one today that's going to be at the event, but there are different levels of champagne, yes, right? Yes. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, we have. This is our uh, our signature uh, wine. Our, we call it our locomotive. This is the uh, the the Brut Mosaic. Mm-hmm. Mosaic means uh, patchwork of all the the land in Champagne. We also have a Rosé Mosaic um, that uh, is obviously rosé colored, and it's made the same. Uh, cuvee is this, but it's a little bit blended with uh, some still Pinot Noir to give it some color. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Blanc de Blanc. Um, we have a, a, a demi-sec. We have a, um, or I should say a sec. And then we have a, um, uh, our Tete de Cuvée is Cuvée Alpha. Okay. We have that in both um, the white and the rosé. Mm-hmm. 50% Chardonnay, 50% Pinot Noir, 100% Premier Grand Cru Vineyards. Okay. So what would you say would be the difference in in 
in, in on the palate between some of the in the differences with oh, because I think for people, you know, champagne is a little overwhelming because there's so many different varietals and 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 some, like the demi sec and etc. That people, it's hard to keep up your education. I'm on overwhelmed. It. Were you just speaking English, by the way? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Can you give us a little? We have a little bit of a time for an education. Yeah. So, um, the, the Brut Mosaic. This is. This wine is created to be our house style. Mm-hmm. So this is what when you are um, out in the stores or restaurants and you're buying uh, champagne or you're buying our wine, we want this to be consistent 24-7, 365. So okay. this is this is our style. Mm-hmm. And um, Chardonnay for freshness, Pinot Noir for structure, Pinot Meunier for fleshy fruit. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we kind of want to come across with on this. Uh, if you were to go to a, a Blanc de Blanc, um, which is 100% Chardonnay, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a vintage wine, it would be a more sophisticated um, feel. It would have, uh, it's 50%, at least 50% Premier Grand Cru Vineyards. So it's going to have a, a more complexity, more uh, differences. And and then from vintage to vintage, the wine will change, obviously, a little sure. bit. Cuvée Alpha, the Tête de Cuvée, is, uh, it's a beast of a wine. It's okay. a very, so I, I tell people that's not a, necessarily a, um, a mussels and clams or oyster wine, that's probably a steak and potato wine. It's a really, really big wine. Which people don't always think about when it comes to champagne. Champagne is the ultimate food wine. It goes with everything. Mm-hmm. So, Now, you guys did a special bottle just for Dinan Blanc? We did. Uh, this is our white sleeve bottle. Mm-hmm. And um, it, so it is the same wine as this wine. It's the exact identical same wine. Mm-hmm. But we dress it up because we're so thankful to be part of Dinan Blanc. And... Um, have we you guys been a part of it in the past? Yes, this is our second year. Okay, great. We're very proud and very happy and very thankful. So Thank it's you. the only champagne being it sold, is. right? Yes, it is. Okay, so let's just review of all the different wines that are available at this event this year. Okay. So we have uh, Champagne Chicard, mm-hmm. um, which will be our uh, sole champagne. Mm-hmm. We have... Um, Pedricelli Sauvignon Blanc right. and the Chardonnay that we had today. Mm-hmm. We have a Moscato, mm. which is, we did not um, pop this, but we can okay. because the day is young. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and um, the Sangria, sangria mm-hmm. the Radio Boca Sangria. Mm-hmm. And we have a rare white and a rare red. Okay. Um, separate labels. Now, do all so these it's a nice variety? Do all these things have to be ordered in advance? They do. So you can't go and be like, "Oh, I want another bottle." No, you can't. Okay. Unfortunately, DC's liquor laws are very strict. Okay. And so it's advanced order distribution. We have four distribution locations this year because the park is a little larger because mm-hmm. we have five thousand guests. Mm-hmm. So we've divided it up. So distribution. You notice she said quickly. the park. I know, but we oh. can't win. <laughs> I did. Say uh, you the did park. say the park. When are you going to announce? Yeah. Where they the, announced the, the, it like we announced the location at four o'clock on Saturday. Okay. Then so the event you'll is that night. Four o'clock. The event begins at six. Right. We've done, so, we've done yes. this. You know how it works. Yeah. You know the drill. Right. Come on. You have right, your exactly. I shouldn't be taking crap on my own radio show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like all anyone of our... who held on to their pants for a whole year. I'm impressed. No, right? no, two years. So I'd like all of our wine people to come back over to the mic so that you can each tell everybody who's listened to the show today where we can uh, find you online and uh, in, where we can find your stores. products. Yes. Um, all of these wines are sold by Dops. We're mm-hmm. a distributing company that sells beer and wine in D.C., which we've partnered with. 
Danae on Blanc the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And um, so we distribute all through DC and um, all the main stores you can find them in, all the places you know and love. Okay. Great nighters, anywhere like that. Thanks. And yeah. can I add one thing? Yes, of course. Please ask for the wines. If you have them, I think it's one of the things that consumers sometimes miss. If you find something that you like, go into the store and ask them to get it for you. And they will. No, very true. Well, Van, since you're at the mic, tell us where we can find your products. Um, we're, we're so uh, thrilled to have Dops as our distributor. And so they're all over uh, Maryland, D.C., and um, Delaware. Excellent. And you can go into any store in those those states and say that you'd like to have the wine, and Dops will be able to get the wine for them. All right. Excellent. I, I Wait, gotta we got to get Walter. Walter, Where's quickly. Walter? Is Walter, Walter just tell us where we can find your sangria, please. Uh, it is exclusive in Delaware, D.C., and Maryland, distributed by Dops. Excellent. So uh, the Mid-Atlantic was the first uh, area right. in the United States. The show is over. Show. Okay. Um, I just want to tell everybody, if you want to hear more or read more about what's going on in today's show, go mm-hmm. to Nikki's website, follow her on WTOP every Thursday at 1240, and follow her on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, so you want to follow me at the list, or you want it.com. That's my website. And we want to thank all of our fabulous guests for joining us today. It was a wonderful show. You've certainly heard about a lot of great things to do. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Nikki Nellis. And everybody, please have a delicious week. Let's say ciao tutti.